It's Wednesday night. You know what that means. It means you're closing it out with us on the Wrestling Inc. podcast to talk all things pro wrestling and AEW Dynamite. I am Justin LaVar, company from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, being joined by my normal Wednesday partners in crime. First, he is north of the border in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. He was a sports entertainment referee for more than 20 years. He made a living off of counting to three. It doesn't get much cooler than that. He is Jimmy Corderas. Jimmy, good evening to you. <laughs> Uh, good evening to you both as well. And uh, yeah, it's a good thing you didn't have to go too far past three because like I say all the time, too many ref bumps over the years, you start to forget what comes after. <laughs> but you counted a two way more than you counted a three. Yeah, uh, it, I just wish I didn't have to count to 20 or in 10 or something like that. We'll talk about that. See, that's how you know Jimmy has become a professional broadcaster. He, I mean, he just, he knows how to tease. Knows how to tease. Speaking of teases, down south in the beautiful island of Puerto Rico, she is the spiciest thing south of Miami. She is our resident demon diva, Issa. Good evening to you. Good evening. Not even mad at that transition. Respect. <laughs> Once again, professional broadcaster, okay? Transition, segues as we do it here. Uh, we're going to have a fun night. Appreciate everybody who is uh, tuning in live, watching us across whatever platform it might be, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, uh, Twitter, and then to all of you that are checking out on any of those platforms in the archive or if you're checking us out on the audio feed from wherever you get your podcast, do apologize. I've said this before, but I feel like i got to say it again. I apologize on behalf of us on the podcast if it's not getting to Apple or Spotify or wherever you like it as early as you normally do. We do our bit, and then it just after that, it's it's, it's workflow. It's out, of, it's out of our hands, so I apologize, but it is there. I can say that because we're live on these platforms, you can always come back and watch it immediately on these platforms, uh, and you get to see us. I mean, take that for what you will, but you get to see us. And, well, and, 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 and vi the visual is a big part of the show. We got the comments popping up. I mean, there's facial expressions. There's laughter. I mean, it, this really is a, a visual party. No, it absolutely is. Uh, and, you know, uh, hey, and a lot of brightness coming off right now anyway, but I have to dim my light a little. <laughs> Jimmy's taking shots at his own chrome dome. This is, this is... Well, like I call it the Greek curse, you grow hair everywhere except. Anyway. <clears throat> Issa, you weren't with us last week. How, how are you? I missed the show last week. I didn't watch it. My sister was visiting Puerto Rico, so I took her on a birthday celebration week. Um, so it was a nice break. Sometimes we watch a lot of wrestling, so every once in a while it's just good to disconnect and forget about it for a little bit, and I actually got to do that last week. But, um, yeah, I, 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 I will get into it, but there was a few times tonight where I felt a little bit lost, so it does make a difference when you don't watch for a whole mm -hmm. week. <laughs> yeah, especially AEW. They move fast. So Yeah. Uh... yeah gotta keep up uh we'll get into it normally at this point we would kind of open up with like a news block there's like one piece of news and i'm springing this on my co-host right right now live there's one piece of news i was like all right we could do it but i'm like it'll probably just make sense just to do it um once we get to it in the show and that is fightful select actually has a little bit of uh details and, and kind of context to who could the devil be so we'll just hold that off for later in this podcast when we get to that uh how about this dude you guys see this vince cashing in on some some of his shares. I saw just that. a just a cool few hundred million dollars he deposits no on another win just no another biggie. Wednesday. Just yeah. another Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, just another day in the life of Vince McMahon. What, you know, what can you say? Well, we're gonna find the number. And he still owes what? Like I think they said still has like 20% of the company. He still has twelve. He has twelve percent. Before before this before the this recent transaction, he had 
20, and then he went down to 12 after what he sold today. I thought it was 16. Nonetheless, but yeah, he's down to 12 now. Um, yeah, exactly. Regardless, he's a couple hundred million bucks, and he still has 12% ownership of the company. That, it, was okay, like, it was like 670 million, and that was after he that was after he commi- he gave a commission to the to the brokerage. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 of course, all we complain about is his booking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, craziness. Um, yeah. So wild times around around here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's one of those you just like you just want to run into the man and just like, dude. W- one check you could write one person that would make a difference in life. You would even you you'll never see the difference of that in your in your life for as long as you're still alive. Yeah, mm-hmm. craziness. All right, let's get into dynamite. Speaking of craziness, okay. we are in Ontario, not Canada. We are in Ontario, California, as uh, AEW is taking up some uh, Southern Cal residency, Ontario tonight, um, and then of course Kia and Kia Forum in LA Saturday for uh, Full Gear. I, I remember that Friday night, maybe also LA, but they're doing this three out. They're doing Collision, then they're also doing Rampage, then they're doing a countdown show. So if you have nothing else to do Friday, you got a lot of wrestling you can watch. Because oh, by the way, you also have SmackDown on too. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot being crammed in here with AEW as we approach um, what I thought would be their final pay per view, but they actually did clarify tonight that, that World's End show that's going to be on December thirtieth is a pay per view. So that wow. show that's going to end the year on Long Island, which I have a lot of suspicions about what could go down, that actually is going to be a pay-per-view. So um, this is not the last one. Full gear this Saturday. All right, let's kick it off. Dynamite. Uh, we get Hook, the FTW champion, and Orange Cassidy up against John Moxley and Issa's favorite, Wheeler Yuta. Uh, this starts by the uh, baby faces attacking BCC in the uh, crowd as they're making their Moxley traditional entrance. Eventually, though, Yuta's going to actually get the pin on Hook. And after the match, Moxley says he is going to beat and destroy Orange Cassidy. And there ain't a damn thing he can do about it. Jimmy, I'll start with you. Uh, so this is obviously pushing. This is this is the go-home push for Moxley and OC. Uh, did this move the needle one direction or the other for you? Well, it kind of did because, uh, you know, I want to see what happens with Moxley and OC because – we know the backstory to it, at least the, uh, apparently that uh, uh, the title change that happened was uh, unscheduled, for lack of a better term. So I'd like to see where they progress with this and how they, uh, it, this isn't like a makeup uh, match to get the title back on Moxley. I'd like to see actually, believe it or not, Orange Cassidy retain in some form or fashion and, and keep this thing going a little bit. But at the same time, the one issue I had with the match, yes, I get the the idea was to get you invested in what's going to happen at the pay-per-view Saturday. I like the fact that the baby faces, I guess, OC and Hook are the baby faces here. <laughs> they came out and attacked the heels coming, entering through the crowd, and they fought in the arena, so to speak, despite the fact we were having a, you know, uh, the match street, later. Street, with, street fight later, yeah. Yeah, street fight later. Uh, that aside... I didn't mind that as much as I did when two of the combatants made it their way back into the ring and started fighting in the ring. The bell rang to start the match, but the other two guys are still fighting out in the crowd. At least, you know, maintain some kind of semblance of organized tag team match before you start the match. Because it just feels like sometimes in tag matches, especially in AEW, and yes, I know people are going to say, here we go, the tag matches feel like just 
just throw all the rules out the window and make them all tornado matches. That's all. Yeah. Issa, Issa, this opening match, it's all it's all just a vehicle for Moxley and Orange Cassidy Saturday. Uh, how are you feeling going into this? Like, is there is this? Yeah. Is there so a if it's a vehicle for Moxley and Orange Cassidy on Saturday, why did they have to bring their own cool stepbrothers to the party? Like, that's what I felt like. You know what I mean? Like, why? Well, because you're not, you're not, you're not going to give away Mox and OC. Or, I mean, you got to We already other... seen it. We already oh, seen it. Have them cut a promo. Do some stupid freaking contract signing. There's You could have done anything here but that. I, it, I'm going to tell you the vibes that he gave me, okay? Orange Cassidy gives you the vibe of that guy that never moves out of your hometown after high school, and those are the only years that he's cool. And now his son is hooked, is that person in high school, so they're hanging out together. And then Moxley was giving me the vibe. So remember Kyle in South Park where he had to take his little brother everywhere and he couldn't? That's all I saw during this match. I really like the Orange Cassidy hook one, though. That, that's, uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, you know that's what it is. You're not going to be able to unsee it now every time you see them together. <laughs> Hook's going to the the hot spot bar and club with his friends, and he's Mr. Pop. Hey, dad, dad's coming, you know. Dad. <laughs> yeah, you know, everybody has that guy in their high school that never left their hometown. He was only cool when he was in high school, and now he's trying to get his son to do the same thing. That's Orange Cassidy and Hook. Great stuff to open the show. Yeah. What do we get? What do we get out of this Saturday? Like, is this like does Orange Cassidy show us a new layer, a new level of him? Like, you know, we've seen him at times like. Hulk up for lack of a better, you know, you know, we we like we see a new level of OC. Like, does Moxley finally get a vacation? Does he get written off? Like, what are we seeing here? See, that's a good question. And like I said uh, in my little uh, tirade there, I'm I'm curious to see where they go with this after the the unintentional title change that they had previously were OC you know, regain the championship. So uh, it, it's very, inter- in that sense, for me, it's very interesting. I don't know if the match itself got me more interested in what's going to happen. It's more the backstory of how they got here. That's making me think, okay, where do they progress from here? And where do they continue? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm interested to see the result of the match. I don't think it feels predictable just because of everything that went on with Moxley. We don't know if Mox was meant to have a long title ring and then everything kind of got derailed with, the incident that he had in the ring with Ray Phoenix, or we don't know if, if if it was meant for Orange Cassidy to be the person to regain it back from him. I don't know. So I feel like I was interested in the result of the match, regardless of the opening uh, matchup tonight. Well, and again, going to my part, again, part of what fuels my question <clears throat> to, to, to you both about, you know, what the result is of this match Saturday is because it feels like to me, you know, we've kind of like hinted at this, but it really feels it. I feel like the Blackpool Combat Club is more than ever kind of like, I mean, like, I don't obviously William Regal, who the namesake has, has been gone for almost a year now. Um, you got Brian Danielson, who's like injured, but he's hanging out with Tony Khan making like dream tournament announcements. Um, Claudio is not there every week. I don't know what that's about. I don't know. It just feels like, like I said, we, it feels like it needs a bit of a reset. If nothing else, notice how playing. you didn't even mention yeah. Willer Yura. We know what they need to do. Well, yeah, I mean, mm. he, it is, he is well, what he is. Yeah. Also, I, also, I know that's later on in the show, but you brought it up, and I have to ask, is it really smart to be promoting this tournament with your wrestler next to you looking like he really can't go anymore, <laughs> talking about how he's going to be in this tournament kicking ass? And he's like, no, you stop it. Get some help. Like, what is happening here? We'll get there. Hey, look, hey, we'll we, got, we, got that, we got that. Plus, we also got another Tony Khan tweet. We got another announcement coming. So we'll, we'll get there. We'll he tweeted? It. You know I have a mute. 
Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, then I got. I I, 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 oh, then I'm gonna I'm gonna break some news to you later. Well, I oh, can't okay. wait. I mean, commentary commentary touched on it during one match, but I know that you all sometimes have the volume down because I know you're doing your your watch along. So I, yeah. I, I'll, I'll let you mm -hmm. pass on that. I'll break some news for you a little bit. In a little bit. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I bet. All right. The other Tony, Tony Schiavone. He's in the ring. He brings out Swerve or Prince Nana. Then he brings out Hangman, and he uh, he states, "So there's a rule here: neither man can touch the other one. There can be no uh, no no physicality, or they're going to be suspended for the remainder of the year, and their match this Saturday is off. So can't have any of that." And Swerve doesn't even get a word in. Hangman uh, just snatches the mic. It starts with Tony asking Swerve, "You know how can you?" Like, you know, how can you even justify going to a man's house? And before we can even get the swerve, Hangman takes the mic and Hangman just goes on a complete run. And he says, I'm, I'm obviously summarizing here. He goes, Swerve, you're dumber than you. You're dumber now than you were two years ago when you got fired, meaning from WWE. He says, you're not a man. It's why your fiance and kids left you and aren't around you. Getting a little, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's craziness right there. Uh, and then he starts talking about how Prince Nana is just using you. He's making money off you. He's out here dancing and selling shirts off of your name. Then he goes back to the hotel, goes to the parking lot, and he's selling. Uh, he's buying weed off of a of a high schooler. And then Hangman says, "Nana, I'm gonna beat you. I'm gonna take your weed." And oh, by the way, they said I can't touch you, Swerve, but Nana, they didn't say shit about you. And then he knocks out Nana. Proceeds to attack him. Security trying to break it up, but this Saturday, Texas Death Match. This Saturday between Swerve and Hangman, Issa. I mean, Hangman, like he had some energy on this. I, I, I. This did feel like okay. Swerve got personal by going to the house and all this stuff. This, this felt like the best attempt in one segment for Hangman to really get some edge back. Segment of the night for me. I, I absolutely love this. I love the heat. I think these guys have... I, I don't know that I'm that big of a fan of the segment of him going to his house. Like, it came off a little bit weird. But I do like the response here from Hangman. I feel like we haven't seen that passion from Hangman in a long time. And Swerve has really brought out that Hangman that we all fell in love with and waited for two years for him to, you know, reach the top of AW. And after he lost that championship, it just kind of felt like all over the place. So I have been here... For this feud, you forgot the best line. He told Nana he was gonna kick his ass and steal his weed. I popped for that. I thought <laughs> I thought that was an incredible line. But yeah, I really enjoy what Hangman did here. And I, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. These guys have managed to really keep this field hot. I'm confused about why it is a Texas match. Neither one of them is from Texas, and this is happening in California, but okay. Well, you know, Texas <laughs> and cowboys, and he's a cowboy, and you know. I guess. Okay. Sure, if that's your if that's your biggest plot Correct. If that's my biggest, if, no but i mean as far as this field goes that's my biggest concern then they're doing something right right if i'm just nitpicking of what type of match they're having they could have just made it a new dq though you know yeah, i they, they like their tech i mean i hopefully they got hopefully they got a finish figured out for this uh mm -hmm. texas death match uh, uh jimmy uh did did hangman talk you into your living room couch to watch this so to speak uh he did a heck of a job in doing it i thought he was like you said i saw a, i don't want to say i haven't seen this passion before in hangman but it, boy did it come out tonight and i love the fact that he made it personal i may disagree with you about the weed line so to speak because we know there's another company that had an issue with a a a, a you know 
presenting a drug angle. Let's put it that way. And, and a legal yes, drug. We it just got. It, okay, it, it, I get that. Ohio, Ohio just legalized legalized in twenty four states, Jimmy. Yeah, okay, still, I think it's funny that he brought that up because on my watch alone, I said we have dispensaries now. Like it's not that deep. We can get weed anywhere. Like let's like. I, I, this. I get that, but did you have to bring it up like from a high school kid and make it that? I agree I on that. You know, because uh, that, we, we that, have a, right, yeah. it's legal up here in, in Canada too. We, you know, they they have one down the street called uh, Growers Retail. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah, I know it's uh, because the beer store up here used to be called Brewers Retail. Uh, yeah. Anyways, marketing, but, Jimmy, marketing geniuses, right yeah. there. <laughs> but just, just just the fact that he he brought up. A, a youngster in weed, I don't know, a high school kid. I, I agree with that. He could he could have got the yeah. same message across. We said, oh, and then Prince Nana's going to go to the nearest hot topic and and, and buy some weed or whatever. Yeah, just... that's fine. And then you know, you know, I'm going to steal your weed and have a beer, you know, or whatever yeah. after that. But you know, I didn't have to bring up the the high schooler. The high schooler that. thing I didn't like. The, I'm going to beat you yeah. up and steal your weed. I I pop for that. Jimmy's have it on note. Jimmy Jimmy has. Jimmy has particulars about where we're getting the weed from here. Uh, exactly. Exactly. If it's legal, Brewers, do it. Wait, do what it was it right called, way. Jimmy? Brewers? No, Brewers. sorry, Growers. Bro okay, that's what we that we need to change that promo immediately to Growers Market. <laughs> there you go. Ryan Ramirez, Super Chat. Thank you, Ryan. Love the show, guys. Hi, Jimmy, Issa, and Justin. Hello, Ryan. Appreciate it. Appreciate hey, it. Ryan. Super Chat. Super Chat's always going to get yourself as the fourth man or woman on the show. So, oh, uh, oh. Yes, I, I also did, wanted to mention, you know, uh, yes, that Tony Schiavone did bring up the, the, the stipulation that if these two had any kind of physical altercation, that not only would the match be off, they would be suspended and fined, suspended for the rest of the year and fined and so on and so forth. This is where, you you know, I think the use of a quote-unquote general manager authority figure comes in handy to be standing there in the ring with with Tony, you know, acting like, the boss, so to speak. You don't have to bring Tony Khan out, but have someone like uh, I'm just using Adam Pierce as a, as an example who's been great on Raw as a general manager. You know, have some have an authority figure for situations like that. See, that's actually I'm going to disagree with you, Jimmy, on that. You and I are usually pretty like minded on a lot of things. But I, I and I say this with actually all the props to Adam Pierce because I feel like he's done a really good job, especially as of late. But that actually is one thing I've never I've I've gotten very um, whatever with WWE is that especially with WWE this and I thought this before AEW was ever a thing I, I would have I would have told you this back in 2014 mm -hmm. um, because we all know that the McMahons run WWE and that you know for all those years Vince is right behind the curtain right there and whatever I, I never I always thought the GM thing was kind of like all right this is this is a trope that's way past its expire date you know it it, it worked. It, Maybe back in the, you know, it's way past the thing to to have somebody be the surrogate decision maker when 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 the wrestling world has gotten it overexposed and documented that that person is clearly not the decision maker. And yes, I know everybody's out there playing a character, so what's one more character? But it, 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 to me, it always and especially then when the McMahons would then usurp said character and come out and say, "We hear you, fans. We're going to start making change." You know, whatever. And, and so, so I kind of actually liked that AEW just kind of let just. We all know Tony Khan, sometimes maybe to a fault, is making all decisions and is like just whatever. Like, so I think it's fine. Like, just let's just have commentary say, "Yep, Tony just said the match is official." I mean, that's I actually think it's just a little bit. It, it, it's less work. It's less. It's less. Uh, I get your point, but uh, it's it's okay to disagree because it puts heat on then said authority figure. 
And then unless that authority figure is going to have matches, like that's why it worked great when Vince was that authority figure mm-hmm. because it was like, all right, he is that. And oh, by the way, he's willing to bump. Uh, so that, that were, you know, but like, I don't necessarily need to see, you know, when they had Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman and the early aughts that right. worked, that was fun because, okay, here's the two guys that ran the, the companies that were opposite to, so that worked. But then when you start to get in all the other different, um, you know, Baron Corbin and all the other different scenarios. Right. Have, no, I hear, you know, yeah. no, but you got me thinking now, does, can TK bump? Does he bump? Does he know? Has he trained? I hmm. <laughs> I, I i'm gonna go no on that i don't know um, i'll leave it at that i mean he he doesn't look he doesn't look comfortable reading off a teleprompter good lord i don't think we need to have him out there being slammed through a table or do we <laughs> sorry i couldn't resist <laughs> or do we? i don't know maybe, maybe maybe there's a thirst for that out there all right i'll just uh bring this up and i'll kind of table it because again we'll get back to it later roderick strong backstage they call adam cole he says he says adam I think MJF's the devil. He's trying to play us all here. And then Adam Cole's like, no, Roddy, maybe you're the devil. Maybe it's you. So just, again, pointing fingers. Pointing fingers. Mm-hmm. All right, we get a women's match early. First hour, women's match. Wow. Sky Blue versus Red Velvet. This is a uh, this is a match that's going to determine the winner will be part of the title match Saturday against champion Chris Statlander and the other challenger, Julia Hart. Story going into this is that Sky Blue – just hasn't been the same, hasn't been herself since she got the mist a few weeks ago from Julia Hart. Uh, so that's the whole thing. Uh, at the end of the match, it's, it's ultimately it's Sky Blue's going to get the win. She hits the code blue on Red Velvet. Uh, I tweeted this, and, and Esau, I'll throw it to you. I thought um, the match wasn't the cleanest or crispest, but sometimes that's okay. Sometimes that you know the struggle is real. Uh, but I thought both ladies worked their asses off uh, for what was a – they had a commercial break, I believe, in between. So two-segment match, they got to fill some time. Yeah. Yeah, I was very happy to see the women on at that time. Uh, Just the irony that I'm an hour ahead, so it was at 9.30 my time, so I thought that was funny. But but I love seeing that. I do think that I like the continuation of the story with Sky Blue, you know, getting the miss from Julia Hart, especially because now going into a triple threat, Julia Hart is involved. So are they going to work together? Like, what's going to happen here? It does make me curious. And, and the match had the right result. It did make me wonder, like, we haven't seen Red Velvet on TV in, like, forever. And I think she just came back last week and she's already getting a title shot. Like, I don't know that that's consistent. But as far as in-ring goes, I, I enjoyed it. I thought they, they killed it. Love seeing them on earlier and love seeing them get some time. Yeah, Jimmy, the, uh, thoughts on the ladies' match? No, no, uh, it, it's, it's funny. And I say this all the time uh, on, uh, when I'm on here, is that the crowd tells a story. And at the beginning of the match, they were very quiet. They didn't sound like they were very much into it. And as the match progressed, especially after the commercial break, they got the crowd back into it and the crowd started getting invested in what was going on. And that's the tall tale sign. Once the live crowd starts getting invested uh, and they got them, they got them back. Let's put it that way. They went from, Oh no, you know, here's a, here's a crowd that's quiet. That's not responding to, Oh, look, they came alive. They're into it now. And, and I appreciate that because the women worked hard. And yeah. like you said, Justin, maybe may not have been the crispest, may not have been the smoothest. It was a little rough at times, but mm-hmm. at the same time, again, it makes it feel like a struggle, like a fight. Yeah. Yeah. I, Armando, I thought this too. Sky Blue looks like she made a ring of tire out of the mystery machine. I couldn't, I couldn't make <laughs> up my mind. Was it the Scooby-Doo mystery machine or was it like uh, Nickelodeon global guts? I couldn't figure out like 
which 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 scheme she was going with. Yeah, I kind of thought. I, I like to think the Scooby Doo one. I'm a big Scooby Doo fan. What can I tell you? Oh, I'm with you there. Uh, so Sky Blue up against Julia Hart and Chris Statlander this Saturday at Full Gear. Uh, yeah, that's one that I actually truly don't know. I, I don't think it's a given that Chris Statlander retains. Um, I think that Julia Hart certainly got some momentum with 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 how they've been booking her. Um, you know, Sky Blue, she's probably like the the biggest underdog out of this, but I wouldn't be shocked. And if I'm not mistaken, she's from Chicago. Well, they're not in Chicago, they're in California. Never mind, I'm confusing my pay per views. Disregard. Confusing, but they're in Chicago a lot, so I, I give you, you know. Well, Survivor Series is in Chicago. Yeah, so. there you go. <laughs> well, actually, no, you know, but they're in Chicago um, uh, next Wednesday. They're in Chicago on Ooh, the Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. So, right, if, if she was to win, she would go home with the tie. I don't know. I don't know how this is going to go, but I do think that Chris Statlander has had a massive push. So, again, that's why I'm curious to see if these two women will work together um, because we did see Julia Hart not being able to defeat uh, Chris Statlander. So, maybe, you know, getting... I, I'm curious about the storyline. They've done a good job here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Rick Shaw uh, with some Nickelodeon Global Guts yeah. reference there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. They're in Chicago next week. Uh, they do. It's like their eve of Thanksgiving thing. So, yeah. Sky mm-hmm. Blue could go into Chicago as, as champion. So, uh, programming note I don't know if there'll be a podcast. I can't speak for that. I know I will not be there. I will be out of town. And Wednesday's my birthday. So, I will not be near any live oh, mics. Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, buddy! Next week, anyway. Next Wednesday, yep. One, Next one, Wednesday. I, I will not be around any live mics on a, on a Wednesday night. That's 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 for damn sure. Mm-hmm. All right, keeping it moving here. Backstage, RJ City is going to introduce Mariah May to Tony Storm. Now, Issa, you missed this last week. I don't know if you got. To, I don't know if you got to go back. Did you get to see Mariah May at all live on Dynamite? She made like her backstage debut. Did you see this at all? I did see a clip yeah. of it. Yes. Okay, so and I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I had said to Jimmy last week and to Jack, uh, I said it kind of gave me like um, like 06, like Mickey James vibes, like had the, the, the stalkers yeah. to Trish Stratus kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. So so they're standing outside of Tony's uh, dressing room. Uh, Mariah May is just geeked. They knock. The door opens. Everything turns black and white. I love that little touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go in. Tony is, you know, laying on the couch, cucumbers on her, on her eyes. And... Uh, you know, Mariah just professes her love. You came from stardom. I just came from stardom. I love you. Blah 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 blah. Uh, you know, Tony's kind of like, oh okay, uh, but but she she kind of just you know, just just ignores her basically and dismisses her. Uh, says that Luther needs to uh, call the head of the studio, Mr. Khan, and get me a tune-up match on Friday before, of course, her title match Saturday against Hikaru Shida. Uh, Jimmy, this hit. I, I thought this again. I thought this was hit. No, it was a fun segment, and you know she Tony Storm has dove into this this persona so well that it every time she's on you you are drawn to your television screen. At least I am, and if I was in the arena, I would be telling everybody around me, "Okay, be quiet. I want to hear this and watch the screen and watch the big Tron." You know what I'm saying? So to speak. So she's doing her job correctly. She's getting people invested in her. You know, obviously we know she can go in the ring. That's not the question here. It's how is she going to incorporate this new character with her in-ring style? That's what I'm curious to see, especially this weekend. Issa, this hits for me. I think this is one of the, sh- the, the some of the best stuff on the women's on TV that I've seen in AW. Being loving it since uh, Tony Storm changed her character, being a big fan of everything that she's doing. And I am also a big fan of Mariah May being here for this. I wonder if she's going to help or cost 
uh, come title match on Saturday, obviously, because Sheeta hasn't been the world champion for so long. And her last title reign was kind of transitional, but I also feel like you'd be borderline silly not to put the title on Tony Storm right now. Everybody's watching her. All eyes are on her. So I thought I would do it, uh, but adding Mariah could be the, what they could use to not put the title on Tony Storm just yet. So this addition actually did make me more interested in the match, believe it or not. But yeah, huge fan of Tony Storm. Love everything that she's doing. I agree. The the Mariah May component actually makes the the um, making your predictions that much more unpredictable because you're right. It could go hardcore either way. It could be she's the exact reason why Tony Storm becomes champion. And she's the exact reason Tony Storm doesn't. So I agree with that. So that's kind of cool going into the match, truly not knowing. Um, I feel even aside from the Mariah May, Tony Storm is just, it seems like her character's catching on. Again, even prior to last week to Mariah May's debut. So, you know, I I, I know the company obviously likes Sheeta. She's the first three-time women's champion. There's some, there's some like and loyalty and whatever there, but... At the end of the day, this is a business, and I and, and I, I just think Tony Storm is going to drum up better business and interest right now than. Oh, no, if it was up to me, I would I would have yeah, Tony win, yeah. no doubt. Yeah, and, and and the other thing too is it, it takes the sum of all parts to make things work, and you got to give props also. And I I know I sound biased here because he is a buddy of mine, RJ City. Oh the, yeah, man, he is just great in that role as well. So you know everybody is doing their part in in presenting this. So well, uh, yeah, RJ's for for yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for somebody that got to manage RJ for several years, he's a, he's a it's just a tremendous entertainer. Yes, I um, remember who was talking about RJ City today, and I was like, Lavar told me about RJ City like nine years ago, bro. <laughs> he's been here. He he, he it, 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 it's it, it's so uh, appropriate that he's in the role that he is because you know RJ is a professional wrestler and that's that's how i managed him i was you know he didn't need a mouthpiece but i was kind of just an accessory to his pr presentation is how i always uh, refer to it but the funniest thing was rj was a guy who was like he did not need a bump he didn't even obviously he could bump but he did not need to bump or do wrestling moves he uh, he, he was just so entertaining just his presence you know he, he did the wrestling bit because the audience eventually wanted to see him bump and get his comeuppance but so it's very fitting that he's got a role right now on national tv where he doesn't have to bump because his strength is his his communication his his uh his abilities on the mic so very happy to see that and the hey ew if you guys have not checked that out it's a it's a youtube series on the AEW channel it comes out i think on sundays and it's rj and he does these sit down interviews and he makes it the most awkward interviews possible <laughs> And he, he's done them with it with you know it, it, they're 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 fun they're a lot of fun so there's yeah. our RJ City plug yeah all right Samoa Joe he's up against I, I didn't even catch his name they didn't even give him a graphic I think they called him John Cruz maybe um, but mm -hmm. it didn't matter Samoa Joe makes quick work of him it was a Sunday WWF superstars kind of match mm -hmm. um, after the match Joe gets on the mic and says he offers his friendship again to MJF, but doesn't know how long that offer is going to last. Of course, remember, MJF's also got a tag team title match because he's still the ROH tag team champion. So once again, he's doing two matches on this pay-per-view Saturday. So offers that, and Samoa Joe just says, look, no matter what, Samoa Joe is inevitable. Basically saying that, like, I'm not going anywhere, and you run him into me is it can't be avoided. Uh, Issa Samoa Joe, he's one of many men. Again, we'll get to MJF a little bit more in a bit, but Samoa Joe, uh, one of many men coming after MJF. And oh, by the way, also, I know you weren't here last week. I caused quite a stir on social media and it, it carried into busted open. 
Uh, Samoa Joe, he 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 vacated his uh his ti- his ROH TV title. Not yeah, it was your tweet. It was your tweet that I found out that they had Keith Lee losing just for him to relinquish the title later, and I just can't agree with that decision. I also, I, I mean, I would not mind the squash match if we didn't see another one later on. It kind of takes away from it. Now everybody squashes everybody. Let's just everybody gets a one minute match tonight on Dynamite. You know, so uh, again, I, we saw him against MJF, but maybe rebuilding him is the way to go. But relinquishing a title doesn't seem to, I don't know. I feel like we're turn, telling two complete different stories with Samoa Joe here. That's mm-hmm. all. Yeah, uh, Jimmy. Obviously, you were present for my rant last week, right. uh, Samoa Joe. But he, you know, he, so he's now he's no he's not holding any title because all of his focus is on MJF. Um, thoughts on Joe tonight, and is Joe going to be MJF's partner for the tag title match Saturday? I, I got a sneaking suspicion that uh, answering the second part of your question first, that yes, he will. But uh, again, like we talked about last week, it, it just it made that you're trying to elevate a brand like ROH and, and already it has that stigma of being secondary to the, to AEW, the AEW brand by relinquishing that title and saying, I'm giving, I'm giving this title up to go after a more important one. It makes it feel unimportant. Yeah. You know what I mean? So but yeah, I digress. What can I say? It's just, uh, but as far as will he be MJF's partner, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking in my head down the entire roster, who could be a potential uh, do they have a surprise in store for everybody or whatever the case may be? I'd rather they continue the story with Samoa Joe saying, listen, I'll help you retain those titles, but you owe me a huge favor in the future. And it, you know, that plays into that title match that he wants. They're not going to do this, but I'm going to book it. Mm-hmm. Obviously the tactic title match will be well earlier in the night, hours before mm-hmm. it'll be like the first thing of the night. Right. What if, you know, MJF gets to the ring it's time for him. To, it's time for the match. And oh, now it's time for his partner to come down. What if his partner dressed in all black with a devil mask? We don't find out who it is, but this man who seemingly has been doing the bidding of MJF, kind of almost basically framing MJF, so making all of us think it's MJF anyways, comes out, doesn't reveal himself, but he stands there and he is a he's he, he he's there and, and he's a he's a body to help MJF retain said titles. And then that carries over for the rest of the night of, so now MJF's holding the tag titles with the unknown man who he's trying to figure out who it is. I don't know. I they're 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 doing a lot of build with this devil thing. I just wonder hmm. how far they take it. They're not going to do it that way, but that's just my that's, that's me. It's me throwing the pen right against the wall right now. There you go. Yeah. I'm not well, bad at it, but I'm, I'm I don't think he should have those Ring of Honor tag team titles. Oh hell no, he I'm shouldn't. Dying on that hill. No, no. It's such a stupid decision. It's so stupid to having wrestled twice on a night. It's undervaluing him as a world champion. I I I just can't. I can't. I hate every second of it. Yeah, but Ring of Honor, yeah, Ring of Honor title. Ring of Honor should even be involved in any of this. Agreed. I don't should even be- know why. Yeah. Buy the tape. Okay, Tony, buy the tape library. Do what you want to do with that, but why are we trying to run two promotions simultaneously? It's just stupid looking. Understood. Uh, Acquire the I, tape I, library, fine. Acquire the all the intellectual property. So as you put out your AEW video games, you can unlock ROH characters. All that fine. We don't need to have ROH tapings at the end of your AEW tapings. The live crowd is burnt the f out. Mm. 
Oh, wait till Friday when they're going to be burnt the f out. But anyway, uh, no, <laughs> that's when they go. That's when they go to growers retail. Um, <laughs> there you go. Oh. <laughs> they won't need it if they want to relax. Take it. Never mind. Right. Get mellowed out. But, uh, <laughs> All right, we got some Tony Khan announcements. Pay attention, Issa. Okay. Here we go. Yay! First one you saw tonight. Uh, it was a flashback for what happened last week on uh, Collision, I believe. Tony standing there with Brian Danielson. They are going to have the first <laughs> ever content. I'm going to say my my best Vince voice. <clears throat> Continental Classic. Wow. Not bad. Amazing. Thank you. 12 men, round robin, the 12 best wrestlers in the world, round robin. They're going to be fighting in all kinds of cities. They showed uh, Pittsburgh. They're going to be here in Pittsburgh for uh, Collision <laughs> on the same night as Survivor Series, so good luck on that one. Uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> going to be fighting all kinds of cities. Tournament, round robin. Brian Danielson is the first wrestler to be entered. Broken orbital and all that aside, he is entered because he said this is the wrestling tournament he's always wanted to be in. It's going to be the best wrestling tournament ever. No, that's that's fine. I, I just I just hope he's ready to go. And you know what I mean? It, it, it looked horrible with that thing across his eye and the yeah. whole bit. But, you know, it just... You know, you talk about personas on television. When you see Vince McMahon on television, you just felt like, okay, we know this guy's the boss. When Tony's on, it doesn't feel the same. You no. know, and it's, it's just a different aura. Let's put it put it that way. All right, Issa. Uh, unless, you, unless you have any comments on the Continental Classic, I'll give you the breaking news from Tony earlier. Oh, no, I, t- I tell you my thoughts. Daniel, Brian Danielson, whatever his name is nowadays, he needs to not be cutting promos looking like that. It's concerning. It doesn't make me any more excited for the tournament. All right. So we have the tournament, which uh, is going to kick off here soon. I don't think they gave a date. They can't right. wait. Then earlier this evening, 5.34 p.m. Eastern time, Tony Khan tweeted the following. AEW has agreed to terms with one of the world's best wrestlers, a pro who was known plus respected by virtually every AEW fan. They'll come to LA to sign their contract this Saturday, 1118 on pay-per-view at AEW full gear. Tony Khan has signed one of the world's best pro wrestlers. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com podcast. That virtually every AEW fan. I thought that was interesting. He didn't say every pro wrestling fan. He didn't say AEW fan. I don't know what that means. I don't know if he's grabbed. I don't know if he grabbed, like, I don't know. I don't know who he grabbed. I don't know. It's Osprey. I mean, don't you feel elevated already? I, I thought Osprey. I thought Osprey was, I thought he wasn't available until like January. Maybe he yeah. bought him out. Hmm. I guess they do have the relationship. Osprey is in New Japan, right? So I guess they do have the relationship with right. New Japan. Maybe he could have bought the contract out. Right? It's Osprey. <clears throat> I mean, there's a few. Mercedes, Mercedes, Sasha Banks. I mean, he wouldn't talk about a woman wrestler that high, so no, so 
No, I, oh my goodness. Wait, that high end, high end ranking or that high end? Like, oh. what are you trying to say that he was? No, no, no. He, no. he spoke that to high He said, one of the oh. best pro wrestlers every AW fan respect. He wouldn't talk about a woman like that. So, no, no, we know how he feels about women wrestlers. It's Osprey. I, I know, well, there, there's other supposed free agents out there who have uh, no compete clauses for a little while. So, I don't know if they've been bought out. Matt Riddle. So, no. yeah, Matt Riddle. Uh, oh, yeah. Matt, he was, Matt, Dolph, Matt was right? fired. So, yeah, I think Dol- well, Dolph sell same thing. They were all released, so yeah, still have so there's so the Mustafa Ali. All of them are still in the ninety right. days, so right, exactly. So, uh, you know, if it is, if it is Mercedes Monet, hmm. I don't know. What, what, are, the, what, Again, are, the, what are the names uh, what, are out there? Uh, I'm trying to think. People are saying Ziggler. No, Ziggler. Again, he's they're all they're, he's in the ninety days, so and it can't. It's not MJF because he's under contract till 2024 at least. Anyway, so. <laughs> Oh god, what a flat thing that would be if that was. Oh, I know. Um, yeah, I mean, if I was a betting woman, I would put my money on Osprey. I'll leave it at that. I mean, even though, like I said, I didn't think Osprey would be contractually available. That that's kind of probably that kind of fits the billing of what like this would be a Tony Khan announcement. Mm-hmm. Well, no, anything is a Tony Khan announcement nowadays. Like. It's, you know what it, I mean? Like it could be like tickets are for sale. Buy a burger, get a ticket for free, and he makes anything an announcement. So look, he says things are huge. Uh, every guy size is relative to every guy. I mean, so right. it is what right. it is. Um. <laughs> 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 All right. Um. All right. Well, so we'll tune in Saturday. One more reason to tune in. Well, he's mm-hmm. got one of the world's best pro. I, I, I assume. Said pro wrestler signing and said pro wrestler has to be would be part of this continental classic, right? That, that this seems to all fit the bill of like we're, we're trying to put together the it would uh, make sense in, in in most worlds, let's put it that way, right? <laughs> all right, I know Jack in the chat. He the WWC in Puerto Rico just said that he might be coming soon. We're not trying to break any no NDAs or anything here. We just said he might be coming soon. That's all, hmm. all right. All right. Very good. All right. Let's get in some tag team match. We got uh, Penta plus Commander versus the Young Bucks. Now, this is their backyard. This is, I mean, we're in Ontario, California. They're from Rancho Cucamongo. Um, there's been a, little, been a lot of, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go like down the, the rabbit hole because, you know, I don't think, you know, everybody can do that kind of on their own. They got, everybody's got Google that's listening to the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, been a lot of chatter about the Young Bucks. They've even been commenting on some things on social. There's a lot of just chatter about like, you know, and I've, and I said this, this is even before the chatter. I just said this in general on the show somewhere in the, in the recent weeks. If you look at the, if you, the, the breakdowns, the segment, segment, the young bucks don't draw like Kenny Omega draws. He, nobody uh, draws in AEW. Well, MJF's a big, I'm, I'm within the context of AEW, but, but the young bucks are not for, for being part of the foundation and pillars. They don't have like, it doesn't feel like they have like the same juice behind their, their brand that they did. everybody like crap. Well, I don't know if it's that. I don't know if I don't know if this. If it, obviously they got into the stuff with CM Punk, I don't know if that if that lost them some fame. I don't know, but don't they book themselves like, like? Are they booking their EVPs? Are they booking themselves like? How bad they have to be at? Well, that's to, that's like, what I'm, your moment. No, but that that's that's kind of what I'm getting at. They're EVPs supposedly, but I don't think they're. I don't. I don't think they have a lot of hand in the booking. And then I wonder how that makes them feel. And I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm doing a lot of speculating. But what I do know is they've been they've commented on some. They con- basically. I'll, I'll, I'll give you this one. They there was yeah, something. 
there was something about I think it was one of the one of them, one of the brothers. I forget which one. There was an Instagram post about like their 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 tag match they're having at Full Gear, and like somebody was like, "Oh, like this is supposed to be worth fifty bucks of buying a pay per view," and then they, and then they, and the the young buck commented like or replied is like, "It was either that or we weren't going to be on the show." Something like I'm paraphrasing, but like so that sounded like a little bit of bitterness towards the the booking. <laughs> like either that or we weren't going to be on the show. Um, so I don't know. Just throwing that out there. But Young Bucks for Penta and Commanders. Uh, the Bucks end up getting the win. But then the, the real deal here is post-match, they cut a promo a backstage. They're just doing it because they use some heels tactics in, in the match. So it's like, are they heels? Are they face? Where are they now? They don't care about the rules anymore. They don't give a damn anymore. They're kind of like, they're kind of they're over it. They're so kind of like, kind of playing towards what I just said here. They're kind of like, things aren't, things are not kumbaya. And then here comes Omega and Jericho. They confront them. You know, Buck's still not happy that Omega's hanging out with Jericho. He's got a match later. Uh, then they basically, like, kind of half attack Jericho from behind, and it's a big old melee. Uh, Jimmy, the Young Bucks, mm-hmm. once, you know, touted as, like, one of the next big things. They're, again, EVPs of AEW, but this this does feel like they're in a weird space. Yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of – I don't want to make this comparison. It's almost like Alpha Academy. Alpha Academy is an over team that just doesn't doesn't have a direction, so to speak. And that's what it feels like here in a different way. The Young Bucks right now, yes, they are well-known. They they cater to that audience like they did in their match tonight. But at the same time, they just feel like they're directionless. It doesn't feel like there's an actual game plan for them other than to go out there and have matches and have them on the show and and display their talents, so to speak. It, it doesn't feel like there's any purpose to it. The, you know, the match tonight, if you want to talk about the match tonight, a lot of stuff in that match, which was very creative. And, oh, my God, if that's your thing, you enjoyed the match. For me, it was a little – you talk about 20 and 10? That was 20 and 10 for me. That's for sure. But, like I said, for the Young Bucks right now, I just feel like I don't see what there – if there is a direction for them to go in other than the fact that they planted that seed with uh, Kenny – and the other member of the elite there is there going to be tension? Can they coexist? Can they coexist? <laughs> yeah, Stephen Camp saying uh, Bucks went out of AEW, but they just signed a like a long, it's not a, like a five year extension. So, yep. <clears throat> I mean, granted, we saw Cody Rhodes up and leave. So, I mean, it's not to say mm-hmm. it can't be done, but I don't know what's going on there. Issa, what what do you make of uh, the young young Bucks right now? You want to know what the disconnect is? The disconnect comes from maybe they might not be drawing when it comes to audiences or tickets, but they do have something that's successful, and that is being the elite. I mean, that they went as far as to even announcing all elite wrestling on that YouTube show. It's big. They have a crowd. They get a lot of views every week, and anybody that watches that, that are fans of them are never going to buy that the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega are not getting along. So the only people that might that 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 that, that they attract are not going to fall for this storyline. Ain't nobody believing that they're not getting along and that Kenny Omega is going to pick Jericho over the Young Bucks is stupid. That is, you're wasting my time. I'd rather them not be on the show if that's the only story you could come up with. Who are the tag team champions? I don't even know. The tag champions? Yeah. Oh, look at how long it's taking you to remember. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. It's Big Bill and Ricky Starks, Ricky Stark, FYI. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. Exactly. Damn. So it's not the Young Bucks. 
They had the hottest tag team division in all of wrestling a couple of years ago. And right now, we don't even know who the tag champs are. We know who the Ring of Honor tag team champions are because that's what matters, right? All right, I'm done talking. Remind me of, uh, don't don't keep your spunk there, uh, <laughs> my lady. Keep your spunk on the uh, Bucks Kenny thing. So I'm going to revisit that here in, in a few minutes. Um, all right, so. Man, you're right. Man, damn, Big Bill got tagged. Wow. I don't. I can't even remember that. Woo! Wow. Man, you slipping, bro. <laughs> see, see, I had trouble remembering as well. So it's you know, man. Big Bill needs to get back to WWE. Give him and Enzo a second chance. Why not? That, that's that's. Either that or, or now that you said it, Tony Khan is going to bring Enzo back in to AEW. Nah, Tony won't bring in Enzo. You don't think so? He won't bring in Enzo. Okay. Yeah. No. All right, uh, we got the guns versus. This is a question. I don't know who the fuck. I don't know who they play. I don't. The guns versus whomever. But the guns win. Mm-hmm. They got a promo. It, it's very. This. This was. I know that we're. I know we're pushing Bullet Club Gold and everything. I get it. I get it. But this was kind of like unnecessary, especially given how the show ended. This was kind of a waste of a few minutes. We probably could have gave. We probably could have fit something else into this, but is what it is. Uh, not even gonna. I'm not even gonna ask you guys your comments for it. Doesn't matter. Wardlow video. Wardlow. Uh, he he says that he sees fear in the devil's eyes. MJF's days are numbered. He's gonna make the devil his bitch. Fighting words, Issa. Wardlow got fighting words. Yeah, but he still looks like a I don't know, like a crypto bro on YouTube that will scam you into investing your money in a bad crypto what? coin. <laughs> that haircut is not it. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> No, the, the hair, yo, yo, the hair cut the to from those all that. freaking crypto freaking channels and you're gonna be like damn it she's right <laughs> the haircut that 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 that's distracted you from the whole thing yeah jimmy I, 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 jimmy, I jimmy wardlow's coming for mjf again yeah but so so is so uh, now i'm supposed to be thinking about that and jay white this this weekend has got his title shot now i'm, I'm supposed to think that uh mjf is going to get there's a chance that he might lose this weekend, lose the title. Why not Wardlow? give the why not give yeah. the guns? Sorry, Jimmy, but why not give the guns squash match to Warlow? Because I believe we saw him. I don't know what he did last week, but what did he Warlow do last week? You guys were here. Uh, last week, MJF was I think backstage going crazy, and I think that was was that last week that Warlow like just bombarded him and just basically choked him up against the wall. No, that was like, the week before. I was here for before. that. So what was so last week? So if he didn't week? do anything before that, then maybe you could have had one of those squash matches go to Warlow. Last week might have been another video vignette. He, he, I feel like we saw him. We saw some, but I guess if it, if it, that was the backstage thing, then it must have been a video. But the interesting but thing you, about... Oh, go on. ahead, Jimmy. I no, have notes. Hang on, I have no, notes. Hang on. No, the video of the uh, that they showed tonight, after it, what, what did we see? The devil. Exactly. And, you know, Wardlow talked about the devil, basically calling MJF the devil. But then right after his little video uh, package aired, exactly right after we see that picture of the devil. The devil's not Wardlow. I mean, unless they're just going to do this thing where they're just going to put anybody under the mask. But the devil is definitely smaller than Wardlow. All right, so that's like a perfect segue. We're, we're kind of jumping like slightly yeah. to the, the street fight, but I'll just go ahead and uh, – because. Issa's segue was so perfect to that. So here was a piece of news that I was going to bring up at some point. And again, and I can say it and you can just let it swirl on your head and we can revisit it in a few minutes or whatever you want to do. But uh, according to Fightful Select and Sean Ross at, um, 
one name that can likely be crossed out, you know, and you know, recent Instagram stories aside, CM Punk. Unless it's a giant work on the EVPs, on top talent, on the people that were actually involved in the storyline, it's not CM Punk. Unless it is, many of the same people have also said Britt Baker is not lying. She's also not the devil. According to SAP, the wrestlers currently under the mask that have been filming these devil segments are the wrestlers that will be revealed as the actual identities. It's not like we just have stand-in extras, stand-in indie talent, and it's you know, whatever. So somebody's six foot in the promo, but it's going to be seven foot when they're revealed. So to Issa's point, if you want to get crazy on your screen grabs, if you freeze these segments of the devil and, and, and his other people, if you look at body type and size, supposedly that is the people under the mask that will be revealed. So... Hmm. You know, they're the you wait. Know, so, so the so the news article is that it's not CM Punk, it's not Britt Baker. That's the news. That's the news well, article. but the, the real point of it is, think about. <laughs> I well, know, because, I know what you're saying. But think about like think about uh, uh we all want to we all want to forget it because it was during terrible times. But like retribution in WWE, we saw like sixty different people as retribution, all different shapes and sizes, and then eventually got revealed to be like four people. Right? It was like Ali and. And Mace and what you know, like it, it, it was, but like uh, supposedly when we saw the devil and all them attack acclaimed at the end of last week again, I know you weren't here, Issa, but I'm sure you heard about it. If you look at the body types, whoever's going to be re- be revealed is that was them under the masks. And, and no, yeah, and I appreciate that because that's what I just told you. It's not Warlow. This person is way too small to be Warlow. No. I have I have actually been paying attention to the body type under the mask. I'll give you my guess in a minute when we get back to MJF in a second. Based upon the body type and what I've seen and where things are, I'll give you my guess. But uh, so. I'm curious because there's a lot, a lot of a lot of speculation out there, a lot of rumors. Somebody's been teasing uh, on their social media platform lately. Uh, not only that, but other stuff too. So I'm curious to hear who your thoughts are because I've been trying to think about this, and it's like it's got to be somebody. Somebody's been somebody's been teasing as as the devil. Well, teasing. Um, someone is hoping, at least, anyways. Okay. All right. Well, it, hold on. I, I don't know who that is. Yeah. Hold on to that. All right. Real quick. Let's do this. Let's do the um, the main event street fight here. Okay. Um, we got uh, the Ka- Don Callis family, Powerhouse Hobbs, Takeshita, Kyle Fletcher, and they outsource Brian Cage. He's on loan from the. Uh, Why is he there? Because they needed a fourth body, so he's on loan from the Mobile mm-hmm. Embassy. Naturally. Okay. Uh, he's the guy's good. or interest free. <laughs> He's gonna, he's the guy's gonna take the pin. Spoiler alert. Um, it's them <laughs> up against. So great, great loan there, Don. Um, up against Jericho, Omega, Kota Ibushi, and Paul White. Uh, fun fact: Paul White never makes it to the ring. He never gets off the stage. He fights on the stage. He then gets backstage. Eventually, he gets slammed through a car. He's out of the commission. So it's like a four on three the whole time. We get out big tables. Who's out of this planet? He yeah, didn't we, move. Yeah, yeah no kidding. And and really quickly, it was interesting. I thought that Jericho was uh, in. We're both wearing suits. But anyway, I think sorry. that's also. I think it's also part of the cross promotion. It's cross promotion of the video game. That video game character. Ah. I think that's part of it too. Okay. But yeah, uh, anyways, table spots. Uh, Jer- you know, Jericho fights up in the in the, in the, in the concession stands. Eventually, Jericho and Omega duct tape powerhouse Hobbs arms and mouth to the ropes. Uh, the two kind of uh, neutralize him, and Kenny Omega gets the victory on Brian Cage with the one winged angel. 
Uh, Jimmy, obviously, there's absolutely no rules here. There's no tags. Yeah. There's nothing. All there is to do is count to three. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen these cross promotional matches. It's you know, if AEW does them. They're they're usually all over the place. They're they're a lot of just chaos. They they are a lot of twenty and ten. It's almost by design. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kenny Omega gets the win. Goes now is going into Saturday. Omega and Jericho up mm-hmm. against the Young Bucks. Right. Thoughts on where we are at this point? Uh it's interesting. Again, we, they planted the seed earlier, and and we get uh, the. Um, uh, the fighting all over the building. There's so much going on. Like you said, 20 and 10, there's too much to follow sometimes. And, and that's makes it difficult because you forget a lot of stuff that's going on. I'm trying to remember stuff that happened in the match and, and I'm trying to, and it, it's making me forget about what the actual stipulation is that now these guys are going to go on to face <laughs> at the pay-per-view. They're going to face, uh, um, Oh my goodness. I'm lost here. Why did I get lost? Jer- Jericho and, um, Oh my goodness, Jericho and Omega. Yeah, they're calling themselves the Golden Shower or something like that. Yeah, I, I, the gold, the Golden, golden Jets. Jets, the Golden I Jets. Think. Let's put it that, which is because they're both from Winnipeg, and the Winnipeg Jets are the <laughs> hockey team there. So they, yeah, that's 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 the correlation I'm trying to make of this, at least, anyways. And you know what? If they if if they they have the match prior to that, right? To the pay per view. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Lavar is done with me, Jimmy. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Jimmy's trying to make like an articulate point, and I'm just and I and I no, can't no, even, no. I can't even like I'm. No, it's 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 like Crown Royal. Hang on, hang on, again. hang on, hang on. <laughs> Jimmy, you deserve more. Hang on. No, no. Oh no, no! Don't do that. What happened here? I feel like I'm all alone. I feel like I'm. Please all alone. make your point in peace. No, no, no! Go ahead. No, go ahead. My point is that. I don't even know what my point is anymore. I got lost because of all that's going on. <laughs> uh, see, I, it's an interesting stipulation put to this to this uh, match that they're having before the pay per view. That's where I'm finding it interesting that if if uh, if uh, Jericho and uh, Jericho and Kenny win their match, uh, they wow, never mind. There's too much. <laughs> Issa and I were being no. immature, so I was no, like, "We're no, just, no. Like, I was it's trying cool. to give you the stage." No, no, that's cool. That's cool. I'm sorry. I was trying I to, it is cool. I was but, trying to give you the stage so you could make your point. No, it's just because, like I said, the, all the stuff going on in the match made me forget about all the stuff that's going on later. You know, right. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking of stuff like the the this the slam on the. 10 speed bike there or however many speed. And I'm thinking to myself, are you kidding me? There's pedals sticking up. You've got handlebars. You've got, you know, come on guys. I get it's bad enough. You're doing stuff in thumbtacks and you're using, you know, bats and chairs and all this kind of stuff. And uh, anyways, why add uh, more danger to a situation when you don't need to? But anyway, this whole match was dangerous. I would, I had a murder count instead of a, like you felt like half of these people died during this match. The the bicycle spot. Well, first of all, you have whatever they did to Paul White backstage because like every time they would go back to him, he had not moved. And at some point, he's like, is he selling or is he okay? You had the bike spot. You had that crazy table spot that Omega did. And then you had that, I think they did like a pile driver onto like the outside, like a table. Like it was, there was too much. And I also did think it was too long. 
sorry, sorry, a tombstone there. And and yeah. you know what? And and all those things are huge, huge, huge moves that need to be sold the the proper amount of time. And I don't think they 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 did that. Correct. Let's put it that way. Here's two. Were, so. Here's two that I remember, and I'm sure there's more. The first being Paul White choke slams Kyle Fletcher off the stage. Mm -hmm. And thank God Kyle's okay because it looked like there was two tables yeah. set up and, and Kyle only hits the first one. And so I hope it looked like his head brushed on yeah, the one yeah, that, that was, didn't work. Scary. Yeah. But he's back up a few minutes later, back in the match. It's like usually the 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 the, the, the choke slam off the stage spot through the whatever is usually like a you're donezo for the night. So that was I was like, mm -hmm. eh, all right, that kind of whatever. And then uh, as you said, they end up doing the tombstone pile driver through like off that the off the apron through like the sign or whatever the thing was, the menu or whatever it was on the outside. And then like Abushi's back up a minute or two later and commentary even says Abushi's back up after being like, they even kind of like drew a light to it. Like he's back up when he shouldn't be. There's another spot through the table. I think Kenny was the one who went through the table yeah. off the top rope to, to through yeah. the two tables to the outside. And he's back, you know, you know. Anyway, I, and I did think it went on too long. Yes, and it, at some point it's like, what are the craziest spot are they gonna put? The match went on for so long, and it kept getting crazier and crazier. One of my notes says somebody will die. It's literally, somebody will die. you know, you know what was the best no sell in the entire uh, match was when uh, when uh, Jericho and uh, who was it? Uh, oh my goodness, was it Takahashi? Takeshita. Takeshita were fighting up in in the near the vendor. And the lady behind the counter there, as they were fighting around her stand, and Takesha went up on the on the, on top of the uh, the drink the coolers, yeah, drink, yeah. The coolers standing up there, and she was standing there like, "Oh my goodness, what's he doing up there?" You know, <laughs> she was not impressed. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> She's like, "This son of a bitch is stopping me from making some money right now." <laughs> yeah. uh. Uh, Bernie in DC says cross promotion matches the AEW and whatever they are, are with are definitely in stock at Potatoes R Us. There you go, Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy, you, Jimmy, you're the you're the GM of Potatoes R Us. There we there go. You are. Potatoes yeah. R Us. Write it down, Jimmy. That's a good yeah, one. Potatoes R Us. <laughs> all right, so we get all that chaos. All right, so tag match coming this Saturday, and then we get MJF finally. He ends the show. He comes out. Says it can't outrun his pass. Apologies to the acclaimed and Adam Cole. They've gotten caught up and uh, the mistakes of who he once was. He says he's lonely on top of that mountain. He is scared. He's got all these guys climbing up, coming after him. But he's not going to quit. Enter Jay White. Jay White tells him, drop the act. You're not a hero. Rest of Bullet Club Gold attacks MJF. And that's how we go off the air. So at this point... All things are going towards MJF needs to beat M needs to beat Jay White physically get his title back in his possession his AEW World Title but of course there is the giant wild card of who is the devil what is the scenario going to be uh, you know we so a minute ago you know we talked you know we we're talking about how whoever's actually under it in these other segments is the the reveal I'll tell you what by looking at the body types and then by looking at where we are on paper with status. I would not be shocked if the devil and it's his company, because it seems like it's been more than just one person, is the Young Bucks. And I don't know if it's the Young Bucks and Kenny, and it's like a swerve there, or if it's the Young Bucks and Hangman, because the Bucks and Hangman are all kind of taking like this, 
the Bucks, especially Bucks, are taking like a heel kind of role. Hangman, I mean, like he's he's just firing up and just had a guy like you know home invade him. So I don't know, but I I feel like the Bucks are somewhere involved. In this. I feel like that's where we're actually going with the Bucks is that they are part of this. I don't know. I don't know all the rhyme and reason. I don't know what it, what it's going to mean. I don't know if it's going to make sense. I don't know any of that. Yeah. Hopefully AEW does. But I kind of feel like the Bucks and, and some variation of the people in the elite, the elite traditional roster, is what this is going to be. And then I and then before I toss to you guys again, I can't get past. I'm going to keep saying this. MJF's probably going to retain this AEW World Title on November. What is it? Eighteenth. Uh, Eighteenth. Yeah. Um, but December 30th, just as the end of this calendar year comes, as he keeps saying, that's when his free agency starts, it's 2024, and it's in Long Frickin' Island, where he's from. I cannot get it past that he's going to be part of the main event, and that's going to be the show where he drops the title. Well, that's an interesting concept. You know, I, don't, I, I, you know, I, I, I am more than, I, I can't believe it, but I am more than convinced that, uh, than ever. I don't, I, think, I don't think MJF is long for the AEW world. I think hmm. we are in his final weeks, and... That's where we're headed towards. You you could be right, and if that's the case, it, it, it'll be a big blow to 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 that company. And and as I've stated many times, yes, we may critique them a lot, but at the same time, we want them to succeed for the betterment of the industry as a whole. You know what I mean? But at the same time, is isn't he someone who said from from a young age he wanted to be a part of the WWE? That was his goal to make it there. So I could see them wanting to bring him in but where does that you know think of all the possibilities if that were to happen and that being said going now i'm regressing into something else going back to the devil thing and who's behind the mask i'm trying to think that that whoever the reveal ends up being has to be a huge impact has to make a statement has to be like a make people gasp or make people like a punch in the face so to speak and i'm trying to think down that roster and who that could be and I'm not thinking of anybody right now. Well, look, at least at least within without us going crazy as your options. It's not going to be I mean, it's not going to be Roderick Strong. I mean, what a fart that would be that like, you know, well, Roddy's <laughs> accusing everybody else of being the devil and he's an, and Adam Cole's even said, "Oh, Roddy, maybe you're the devil." I mean, that would fall flat. Um like I mean, like what are your options of who it really could be? It's it, if it's physically the same person, it's not Wardlow. Right. And plus, Wardlow's Wardlow's. I'm I'm coming. I'm in your face. I'm coming at you. He doesn't need to hide behind a mask. Um, it's not Joe, right? I mean, like in terms of who. That's what I mean. Like the Bucks or whatever. Be the, maybe, maybe. But I, I mean, and, and then from from the outside coming in, I can't imagine it's going to be somebody from the outside. Like who? Who could you reveal? It's like, oh my god, they were the devil. They, you know, right. they, they've been. I don't know. I just Issa, like. We're not. We're all not going to be together on Saturday, so I guess you know. Final prediction: Who's the damn devil? Do you think they're going to reveal it on Saturday? I would hope so. Well, then maybe it's the new signee. Maybe it's Osprey. Hmm. Osprey's not that big of a build, like next to like NJF or like the people that we've seen. You know what I mean? He's he fits that stature. Yeah, maybe it's not. It's not Adam. It's not Adam Cole because Adam physically can't do anything. So right. I mean, yeah, it's uh, this is a tough one. It, like I said, it's, it's got to be somebody who makes an impact. I want the devil to be aligned with MJF. I want MJF to go back to being a heel. I hate it tonight's promo. Why admit that you're scared? 
I hated that when he came out, they introduced him as a Ring of Honor Tag Team Champion before they mentioned AEW World Champion. I hate everything about what's going on with NJF right now. So I'm hoping that this is a huge swerve. Him being a baby face is a huge swerve. And that we seeing part of my French as all NJF come back. And he was ready for JY. He was ready for his, his people. And they were just not ready because that's what I'm used to from NJF. Not this crybaby NJF. I'm scared. Like, that's not who he is. So I'm personally hoping that the devil and everything surrounded is njf preparing for this making an army of people to prepare for the people coming from him that's what i hope the swerve is because i don't like this weird tweener baby face njf adam cole is not in the picture anymore we don't know when he's coming back move on and go back to what njf is good at whether these are his last weeks or not this is not how we like him to go out either but hey you probably don't want to, if, if if you're right on your conspiracy, Lavar, you probably also don't want him going out with all the glory. So maybe they're right. just well, pulling him that, down. That's the funny thing <clears throat> is that if Tony Khan booked the way traditional wrestling promoters book, if he knew that there was a pretty good chance he's losing MJF soon, you would water MJF down. Correct. You would. You, you would make him a baby face admitting to be scared on, on, you the, would on the go cool, home freaking segment. <laughs> you would cool right. him down and or you would make him disappear out of sight, out of mind. But as I go back to the Jay Cargo thing, it's like, no, like they brought Jay Cargo back after she'd been out of sight, out of mind to let her have one match where she lost on TV, but you still put her back in the on TV. And then she's on the cover of Sports Illustrated stories that she's signed with WWE. So, like, it's almost like, yeah, if I, if Tony Khan should cool MJF off, if, if MJF's getting ready to jump ship and go to mm -hmm. New York. Right. Yeah. But he's not yeah. going to do that. He's going to ride out pay-per-view main events until the end, at the very least, with them. Well, right. yeah, I get, I, I get the, I, that, that kind of logic, but at the same time, you have to think forward. Yeah. You know what I mean? Beyond that. But you gotta remember, there were so many times where NJF tried to feed us a, a cry story. He did it with Regal. He did it with Punk, just to turn around and give us the swerve. The issue is that back then we got the swerve immediately, even if not within the same promo as he was doing it. Mm -hmm. I am hoping I, that that's where we're going with this, and he's just preparing because he knows everybody's coming after him. Isa, I, I like that approach the best. I do like the approach, like you said. Yeah. Make everybody think that you truly have, like you know, turned uh, whatever. Yeah, you and, care and about everybody and all that. Have him beat Jay White, get, you know, hold that title still, but then it reveal. You're right. The devil truly was under his his control and and, mm -hmm. and, he, and whatever, whatever. Um, you know, make him the you know again, bring him back to because again, what think about it? What legitimately made MJF go from in their booking? What made MJF go from the scumbag MJF to the lovable babyface? I'm your scumbag. Was the Adam Cole stuff? But then once Adam got injured, it was kind of like, all right, well, now we don't have that anymore. The best we got is Adam Cole on a, on a, on a FaceTime. So if you, so I would say, yes, go back to scumbag MJF. Go back to him being the biggest piece of shit possible. Build to that for the December show. And then if he is, in fact, leaving, let him be the biggest piece of shit who then gets beat and gets dethroned by somebody who the crowd wants to be behind. My vote would be Wardlow. Yeah. That would be the way I would take it. I, I agree. Yeah. Send him packing as the piece of shit you want to see get their ass kicked and 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 whatever. I, I agree. That's the way to go. I, yeah. So I like your brother. I like whoever the devil should be. I think it should be if it is the Bucks and 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 whoever. Let it be found out that like MJF's been manipulating everybody. And, yeah. You know yeah. I don't know. 
It's interesting because, uh, like, like you said, MJF, uh, like tonight, did he get that sympathy that the babyface is supposed to get when they get beat down like that? I don't feel like he did. Yeah. You know, you yeah, know, but they also had to rush the beat down because we had a thirty-minute street fight, and then you had MJF talk for like eight minutes, so they had to do the whole beat down in like two minutes. I don't even remember the crowd reaction. Yeah, right? they definitely they had to rush it, and I also I made a note too. I thought this crowd was kind of like this crowd yeah. had some high points, but like. Yeah, and I was joking, part. going back to going back to my Bucks critique. I'm like, this is supposed to be the Bucks backyard. Aren't they supposed to be able to walk down the street and just be able to sell tickets to everybody in the neighborhood? Like, I felt like mm -hmm. this was like a, a lackluster yeah, and, crowd. And, and, yeah, and if you look at the, 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 the wide shots, the upper decks are very dark. Let's put it. Oh, that's that's been they yeah, for, for a while now. Their 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 houses have been just Yeah, I, yeah. I, I follow Wrestle Ticks and I was <laughs> I like shook. To see that the last time they were there, they had drawn like a seventy-five hundred plus house, and this was thirty-five hundred tickets sold tonight. Like that's terrible. And it was that was a rampage, by the way. The seventy-five hundred last time they were there. But Yikes. what I also noticed is that last time we were here, for everywhere in AW, it's like within a year or less, you're right. you're, you're going to the same places too often. It is it is mm. bound to happen no matter what. Yeah. And going back to this devil thing, I, I've seen people posting that it's a uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry and blah blah blah. Is that that God, would be yeah. a very wah, wah, wah. Good God. Yeah, a whammy. Let's put it that way. That would be a whammy. And, and somebody else, somebody else I saw suggested online. I, I I can't remember who it was. I saw it there that they're speculating. Wouldn't it be the biggest biggest swerve in the world if it ended up being CM Punk? It's not. I know. It better not be. It's yeah. not. Yeah. It would be a huge swerve, but it's not. Yes, it would, but uh, no. And it better not be Jack Perry. It yeah. ain't Jack Perry. Yeah. All, all those all those guys in the beatdowns are bigger than Jack Perry. And that's the scary thing about this whole thing coming up uh, with the reveal. It's a, it, it feels like pressure luck. No whammy, no whammy, no whammy. Stop. And you, you don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> Right. It's got it's got me a little size for Saturday. I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. I mean I am intrigued. I'm curious. Right. But but is it for the right reasons? That's the thing. If they don't reveal the devil on Saturday, though, are we dragging it for too long? No, no you're right. I I assume I assume we'll get the reveal on Saturday. But I guess you're right. Like they could mm -hmm. like they could have the devil under the mask do something, help MJF retain. And then it's like we drag it out to where it's like tune in the Wednesday, tune in the. I mean, they could drag it out. You're right, they could. As long as, long as it isn't the the old Vince McMahon thing with Tony Khan doing it was me, MJF. It was me all along. God, please don't <laughs> put that evil on me, Jimmy Cordera. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> all right, so that was Dynamite coming to you from Ontario, not Canada. Uh, Isa, final thoughts. Cheap promotion. <clears throat> Don't mention golden showers. Go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really enjoyed the hangman page segment and promo tonight. And I did think that I, I feel a lot of the matches that I was invested in, I became a lot more invested tonight. So you gotta give isn't that the job of a go home show? But I also feel like it pays weird and there was a lot of clustered F things going on. But I enjoy I enjoyed tonight's dynamite for what it was. Um, you guys can find me on NYC Demon Diva, especially over here on YouTube. I will be doing a watch along of Full Gear, so I'm going to be uh, putting out a bingo card. We're going to play Full Gear Bingo. It's a blast. So NYC Demon Diva, go subscribe. Let's watch Full Gear together. Oh, that's going to be lit. Oh. <laughs> Tremendous. Jimmy, go ahead. 
I thought tonight's episode was okay. And like, like Issa said, there's some things that I'm interested in seeing, but am I wanting to see them for the right reasons? That's the thing. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. They're still making me want to see them. And as far as where you can catch me, obviously here on Wednesday nights with uh, both of you and Triple J on, on Monday nights uh, after Raw. And you can catch me on the Reffing It Up podcast with my good brother in stripes, Brian Hebner, and RJ, who keeps the glue together. And this week, uh, we had a special guest. SoCal Val was with us, and we had a lot of fun talking to her. It was awesome. And uh, again, from Monday to Friday on all my social media platforms, you can catch me doing my Reff and Rants. They're only a minute long. Again, they're little critiques, not to tear down, but to, as I like to say, help tighten screws that I believe need to be tightened. And I try to have a little fun with them too, as well. Very good. Very good. Uh, yeah. Tonight's show, there, I, I, there are actual parts, hangman and swerve, the stuff we're talking about, the devil, um, e e even the women's match, both the title match, Chris Statlander and you know, of course, Tony storm with, with Sheeta. Uh, I, I am intrigued. I truly have like intrigue of what are we doing? Now I'm, the the show might be done, and I might be going, "Holy shit!" and just yeah, <laughs> and what are we doing? But I am intrigued. Uh, I don't even know if I'm gonna watch the show live. I don't know how my Saturday's gonna play out, but I might, no matter where I am in life, come Saturday, I might have this baby uh, by my side. I might just have Issa's watch along up, and I'll just kind of like interpret what's going on just by hearing the demon diva getting spicy and sassy uh, Saturday night, uh, as she's known to do. So. Uh, it is what it is. I, I don't know if I'm, I'm not going to give a grade. I don't know where I'm at with AW. I'm all over the place with AW, but, but, but I'm interested Saturday. We'll see what happens. Cool. Uh, at just LeBar across the socials, uh, Mondays, Wednesdays here on wrestling Inc. podcasts, Friday morning, spar with LeBar on busted open radio, myself, thunder Rosa and Dave LaGreca, uh, catch it there. Channel one fifty six and big announcements coming soon. Uh, tease, tease, tease. Uh, that's gonna be, uh, that's gonna do it for tonight. Um, thank big thanks to everybody again in the live chat. Thanks to everybody who checks us out after the fact video or audio. Do what you got to do. Um, and be safe, like, comment, share, do all the good things. Uh, I will next see you guys here on Wrestling Inc. next Monday night. So be safe, and that's it. <laughs>